Thanks to Country Auto's Havel and its new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast with just, well, old thinking. 92.9. Here's a light-hearted look at what's going on in the world of entertainment with The Feed. We have got a brand new movie being the highest grossing film of all time announced over the weekend. This is crazy. So it used to, for a long time, while you and I were much younger, Chris, the highest grossing film of all time was, of course, Titanic. And I was going to say, from is, Cameron. It ti- is it Titanic 2? This time it's personal? <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> it's Titanic 2 taken from the perspective of the iceberg. Yeah. Uh, no, so, and then, of course, it became Avatar, which it had for a very long run. And then Avengers Endgame ended up taking Avatar's throne as a highest grossing film of all time. Do you want to know what it is now? Mr. Bean and Titanic Adventure. <laughs> Mr. Bean on the Titanic. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do it any justice on the radio. No. Just because Mr. Bean doesn't say a lot, does he? <laughs> it's very quiet. It would be Bean and then... There's an iceberg ahead. There we go. Very quick movie. Uh, No, as much as we'd like that to be the case, no. You ready for the highest grossing film of all time? Go on. Avatar. They re released it in China last week and it made enough money for it to beat Avengers again. On its its own? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Avengers only just just beat Avatar by something like $20 million. So by them re-releasing it in China last week, the Chinese have frothed over it. They've just gone out there and bought reams of tickets to check it out again. Um, so that's just beaten it. It's made about an extra $22 million in China over the weekend to, to knock Avenger Endgame off the, but off you know the what mantle. What? Then Avengers Endgame then gets well, re-released. yeah, re-released in China, yeah. and we've got this back and forth. You know, they, James Cameron might re-release Titanic in the Chinese market. That might go to number one. Titanic I mean, I in like the South this. trying to seek if interesting. I like, I like yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Chris, come on, it's Monday morning, six forty-three. That is the feed. This is Godier at ninety-two point nine. Thanks to Country Auto's Havel and its new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast with just, well, old thinking. 92.9. 6.47 here at 92.9. JB for breakfast. Happy Monday. We're here. All thanks Country Auto's GWM. Avatar claiming the mantle again. Uh, hopefully Cameron gets another, like, medal on his mantelpiece for this. You know, he's got the original one when it became the highest grossing film in 2010, hopefully now that it's done it again, he gets another medal by the whoever it is that makes the medals up for these things. It's just a guy down the road, actually. <laughs> the statistician's man that looks at the movie stats. Oh, the person who actually yeah. sort of looks into it. Collates not the, not the, the actual data. person who sort of hammers away at a bit of metal and goes, there you go, John, mate, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's a... There's a medal. Yeah, well, well done. Have you seen... You've seen Avatar? I've seen Avatar. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and again, like with Titanic, Yeah. neither of those two... I'm, I'm a weirdo, like that we were saying before off air. Just, actually, we're just randomly just saying I'm a weirdo. That was it, actually. I don't <laughs> know if I said anything else, JB. <laughs> it was a very awkward pause yeah, after this. Yeah, it was. That, but anyway, um, yeah. I, I tend to... The moment everyone says, how good yeah. is this, I go... So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm similar speak, like that. Talk to the yeah. hand, you know? yeah. And yeah. then what will happen is five or so years yeah. later, 
I'll watch it and then be like, my God, this is like life changing. Yeah. Everyone's like, where were you five years ago, yeah. idiot? Yeah. Uh, like with Nirvana. Yeah. Like in the, in the early 2000s. I, I, I rejected it back then. I was like, you know what? In the in the nineties, in the nineties, yeah. I just reject because everyone was going nuts over them. I'm like, well, I'm out. You know what? Nah. And then yeah, the late nineties, I started getting to like Soundgarden just as they broke up, and then Nirvana, and yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, these guys are such an amazing, influential band. Everyone's like, yeah, cool, dude. Like, yeah, welcome to like the early nineties. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I did, I was similar. I didn't get on to Forrest Gump when that came out. I was very young, mind you, but when that came out. That looked like through the the advertisements and promo reels, the boringest movie of all time. No offense, but yeah. I just thought it was a dude. I mean, that's ultimately what the movie was. But I just thought it was a you know who the hell is going to watch a guy sitting on a park bench for two and a half an hours talking Tell about chocolate story. boxes? You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. how lame. And then I finally ended up all the having war to watch his stuff. It's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I went. Oh, I tip my hat to that. But yeah, that was about a decade. I didn't watch that till like the mid noughties I think. And then I was like, wow, how good is this film? Everyone's like. Uh, yeah. Cool, right. JB. So, you do you fan? Yeah, of, do you a fan of Avatar? The fan of the blue, the blue? Be- no, not really. No. Nah. Um, I thought it was an interesting yeah. concept. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. that's about really. Yeah. 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 No. Fair enough. Thanks to Country Autos Hubble and its new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast with just well, old thinking. Ninety-two point nine. 7.40, time to have a chat with Jake from Married at First Sight. How are you, mates? Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a worry at all. Are you in the car, are you? Where are you going? I'm in the car, mate. Just off to, uh, off to the gym, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fan- fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I-, I must ask you, of course, last night in the, uh, in the commitment ceremony, was it a little awkward? You wrote, stay, Rebecca wanted to go. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a little awkward, wasn't it? Um, I guess I just misread the week. Uh, I thought, you know, Beck and I had a had a pretty positive week given that there's um, intimacy week, and I guess uh, yeah, Beck didn't feel the same way, and and I wanted to stick around. So yeah, we've got another week in the experiment. So hopefully things can turn around in seven days. Yeah, how do you tackle something like that when someone says, you know what, I actually don't want to be with you, I want to go now, and you obviously, as part of the rules of the game, you have to stay there. Must The initial conversation after that must be a little awkward? Uh, it was a little bit awkward, yeah. I guess uh, Beck and I, I spoke you know, after the, the ceremony that night and just had a bit, of, a bit of an understanding of where her head was at and what was going on, and... And yeah, there's a little bit of other factors that are out of my control that you know that she wants to to be home for, I guess. And and yeah, so I guess the way I attack this week is just about trying my best, mate, to convince her to to want to stick around. So that's that's what I do. You uh, said on the show that you have the most intimate moment of your life with Rebecca during the week. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, obviously, people have watched the exercises that Rebecca and I did during the week and. And one of them was just uh, what they call like eye eye gazing, I guess, yeah. just sitting there and just looking at <laughs> each other's eyes. And it's not it's not a very usual thing that you do when you're dating someone. I tell you that. But um, yeah, look, it, it was just one of those moments, mate, that I've never done before. And yeah, and yeah, it, it was extremely intimate. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I can imagine. Is Rebecca usually the the, the type that you would go for? Uh, yeah, I, I guess she is. Like in terms of physical and, and her appearance and that, she's very, you know, very beautiful woman, and that's what kind of attracts you to someone initially. And obviously, early on, 
getting to know her and her personality was, was quite quite challenging and it's something that over the next couple of weeks that I just continue to help try and break down those walls and and we um, we start getting along a bit a bit more. So I guess in the outside world I'd certainly um, yeah want to get to know Beck and hopefully her personality changes throughout the experiment. How, how is it getting along with the, uh, the other couples on the show? Oh, it's great. Well, everyone else is really great. I mean, you know, when you're in a, an experiment like that, mate, and you're there for however long it is, and you build some really great friendships, and a couple of boys like Patrick and Brett, you know, there's a bit of a bromance that goes on throughout the uh, throughout the series. So, you know, I get along with everyone. You, I mean, you haven't said that. You can't get along with everyone. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a footy club, you know. You can't have so many different personalities and... There's a few clashes over the next couple of weeks who our guys have to keep an eye out for. Yeah, right. A couple of couples left last night as well. That must have been tough. Yeah, it is. It's so early in the experiment, too. I don't think anyone expected, you know, three couples to leave so early. And um, it, it is sad to see, see them leave, and it's a bit of a shock to, to most of us. But uh, I think you can everyone piece it together with, you know, Sam and... And Cam and, and Coco and, and Sam, sorry, and um, yeah. and yeah, so there were pretty toxic relationships in the end, so they had to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Any any predictions on couples that you think might last it all the way to the end? <laughs> any predictions? Well, I've, I've got a, I've got a pretty good idea, mate, of who gets to the end and that, and I won't give anything away. So, um, I will say that I will say that the drama really picks up the next couple of weeks. So I think it'll be good viewing for everyone to. To sit back with a popcorn and a red wine, mate, and uh, take it all in. <laughs> it must be tough, you knowing all the answers to this and having to keep quiet. Is that difficult being part of the show? <laughs> oh, it certainly is. Yeah. I know a couple of other, a couple of other guys have slipped along the way. It's, um, you know, <laughs> so there's, there's a few things, that, a few things that we can give away, but there's yep. not obviously all the big details and that, yeah. that we can't give away. How long ago did this all get filmed? When when did it wrap up? Whenever you had to keep a secret for, for how long? Uh, see, if I tell you that, you'll learn how long I was in the experiment for. <laughs> well done. Hey, I tried. Hey, Jake, well you done. Did. Well done for passing my interrogation. Nicely played. <laughs> hey, thank, thank, thank you so much for having a chat with me. All the best, and we look forward to seeing how it all plays out. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. That is Jake from Married at First Sight, back, of course, on the NBN Network this evening. Make sure you catch it. Thanks to Country Autos Hubble and its new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast with just, well, old thinking. 92.9. Something that I don't think a lot of us are going to like this news, but something that might affect a fair bit of us. Uh, Netflix are clamping down on you if you've got a split account. So if you've got, uh, you know, if you've set up a Netflix account, so I've set one up and, you know, you don't have Netflix, Chris, so I'm feeling like a nice, generous fella, so I give you access to my account. Gornski, not allowed to do it anymore. So what's going to happen? Are they going to ban the account or just or just they're, they're going to consider one IP address the one that's the main one and the rest will just get blocked? I think it's going that way. They they At this stage, they're starting to send out variation codes via email and text messages verifying for all the other users on that account, whether you're using or not. Now, obviously, I know that there's going to be ways around this, like everything. <laughs> well, if everyone uses but, a VPN, if everyone uses the same VPN account, yeah, there's a solution. 
Thanks, Chris. You <laughs> all want to connect to the same. But the thing is, though, a lot of tech out there now can tell that you're actually on a VPN. Yeah. But some VPN services out there, if you watch enough YouTube, <laughs> who they love to get VPN sponsorship. If you watch enough of them, not like me, but yeah. like other people who might watch too much YouTube, they yeah. will see these ads for different VPN companies that have like a camouflage feature that makes it look like it's just like any other regular internet connection, not through VPN. Um I, I'm amazed that it's taken Netflix this long to clamp down on it. I mean, I have to admit that for, yeah. for a little while there, I was using a, a friend of mine's account just because I wasn't sure whether I wanted Netflix or not. It was in the very early infancies yeah. of COVID. As you know, you've seen my Mammoth DVD collection now. My friends went, you know what, you need to move on from that technology, JB. Let's sit you down. This is Netflix. Here's the account. Have a fiddle around. And I was like, this is nuts that... You can just give me your account access, no questions asked. If you've done that, imagine the sheer millions of people out there around yep. the world that are shortchanging Netflix, you know, yep. and doing the same thing. How do they let this happen? Wooshka put it out there in the universe and that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Netflix can afford it, you know, but still I'm amazed that they just let such a vast quantity of their users get away with it. Not to be a spokesperson for Netflix, but it was a really crappy experience like so I, I had friends right who yeah. had accounts and they're like just 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 use this account and I was yeah. like okay because like you I wasn't really sure I really wanted to watch it and, and I think Netflix were well aware of it yeah and for the most yeah. part people would because it would be an account that only had a certain number of yeah devices right and yeah. so you go to watch something and then boom you're locked out yeah and you just made dinner and you're sitting there to watch something it's like you know what so yeah. Vanessa and I decided to get our own account yeah. we let our parents occasionally use it that's it yeah like yeah, they yeah. might very rarely do I find myself being locked in. It's happened a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. My parents don't watch it that much, and, and really, it's only really for Vanessa and myself to be watching yeah. it. And we're living in two different parts of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's our same account. Yeah. That should make a difference. Also, yeah. keeping track of watched shows. Yeah. If you're using a shared account, that's yeah. nearly impossible to do. Yeah. Like, you can create a multiple profile yeah, yeah. and stuff. That's yeah. a punish. Yeah, well, I think that's what they're cracking down on. It's a multiple profile thing. So if you set up another profile and they're not living in the same household as you, then that breaches their T's and C's. So they're going to shut you down. See, so, well, well, I think Vanessa and I got a pretty decent case on there. Like, you know, lawyer up. <laughs> I can't, can't be bothered. I mean, Chris, she, Chris Jolly v Netflix. Nah. That sounds like a Netflix series in itself. Oh, to the all-new GWM Canon with one of the most luxurious interiors on the market. Unlike our studios here at 92.9. This is JB for breakfast. Thanks to Country Auto's GWM. Bridge Street, West Tamworth. Always great to have a chat with Mayor Cole Murray. And he joins us again this morning. Thank you very much for popping in. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, JB. Good to be back on your show once again. Yeah, thank you very much for popping in for a bit of a chat. Uh, lots of projects being uh, funded and uh, helped along with this uh, Community Local Roads and Infrastructure Program. Tell us all about this. This is great. Yeah, JB, this is a uh, federal government program, which uh, I think councils right around Australia really embraced and really liked the concept of making um, you know, significant amounts of money available. And in this case, Tamworth Regional Council received about $3.6 million. Uh, that's stage two. We, we, we received about um, 2.4 in the first stage. So yep. they're big, big numbers. And, uh, but the beauty of them is they, they're very flexible. So you can use them for any infrastructure projects. And, and another really good thing about them is that uh, councils uh, don't do the work themselves. They, they must contract it out. So yep. it gets the money right out into the communities. And it is a stimulus 
fun, but we've been able to bring some some really um, neat projects forward and things like our disability transport hub down in Bicentennial Park, which yeah. is, you know, we've been looking for funding for that for a long while and it's been quite challenging to get the, get the money to build that. Uh, the Webonga Hall redevelopment, Katingal yeah. Hall multi-purpose centre redevelopment, some really good extensions down at Viaduct Park with the Youth Training Cafe extension and the Viaduct Skate Park pump track extension. That's an extension that a lot of the littlies yeah. uh, really felt that they, they missed out and we didn't quite get that one right when we built the facility down there. There's a Camillaroo walking track upgrade. That's a track up to Flagstaff Mountain. Yeah. Plus a whole host of other ones. There's um, tennis courts at Otunga, Chaffee Park uh, riverbank upgrades, shared paths at various centres, footpaths right around the regions. Uh, rural cycling safety improvements, Bicentennial Park light upgrade and, and many, many more. Yeah. So uh, including some really uh, badly needed public amenities like, um, so they're toilet blocks at yeah. places like Baraba Rotary Park, Woolaman Riverside Campgrounds and Split Rock Dam. So uh, we were very excited to have that announced by yeah. a member for New England, Barnaby Joyce, on, on Friday morning. Fantastic. No, that's excellent. Very uh, far-reaching projects there, so very nice to see and might get some uh, little upgrades here and there over the next 12 months. Uh, is that for the next 12 months, a lot yes. of those? Yep, yes. yep. Fantastic. Lovely. Uh, your thoughts as well, Cole, about uh, sort of Tamworth, I guess, being left out of that, uh, the, 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 the travel stimulus um, subsidy that was announced during the week from the federal government. Thoughts on that? Yeah, look, it's Pretty disappointing, JB. I think that's a very narrow focus uh, across Australia. Quite a significant amount of money at $1.2 billion. And uh, when you consider there's only one destination in New South Wales uh, received support at Marimbula, uh, that's a far cry from anything in our area. And, and like our travel businesses and all our travel-related uh, industries are, are really, really hurting badly. And you know, to think that our Australian government could just take such a narrow focus and, and it really irks me that, um, you know, that, that tourism industry focus in Queensland particularly where I think they had five centres supported, um, you know, one of the biggest problems with their industry is that they closed their borders and wouldn't allow anyone into the state and now we've got the federal government ignoring the good citizens of New South Wales who did a lot of the heavy lifting during COVID and, uh, and we've missed out. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Look, I, I don't know if the stats back this up, but I'd like to think so. I think that if maybe uh, Queensland was a little bit more flexible in the last 12 months with travelling, a lot more of us would have done it. So, you know, yeah, chickens look, have come back to roost a little bit there, I think. It is a bit. And, I, you know, I can understand that it was... Yeah. Uh, these destinations were more chosen more on an international sort of basis, yeah. I guess. But... But it is pretty disappointing, and like 1.2 billion dollars yeah. is a lot of money uh, yeah. to be, you know, to be just supporting those those um, centres. And I know it, it's, you know, it's to support airlines too. But people travel to regional areas in New South Wales, like Tamworth, on airlines also, yeah. and uh, yeah. so we feel a little bit left out. Yeah. Uh, any steps from here, or we'll just see how it plays out with the with the feds. Well, um, ironically, um, the general manager and myself are going to Canberra tomorrow to yep. uh, to to have a, a regional capitals Australia board meeting and meeting with a, a number of politicians on uh, Wednesday. So that'll certainly be hot on the agenda to uh, try and lobby to have some relief brought to you know those all those other areas that missed out. Yeah.
Fantastic. Hey, Mayor Cole Murray, thank you so much for popping in for a chat. We'll talk in a fortnight. Thanks, JB. Pleasure as always.